just jumping in really quickly at the start of today's episode to tell you about some upcoming opportunities to see us live in the flesh. And you can see us live at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival 2024. We are doing three live podcasts on Sundays at 3.30 at Basement Comedy Club, April 7, 14 and 21. You can get tickets at dogoonpod.com. Matt, you're also doing some shows around the country. That's right. I'm doing shows with Saren Jaimana, who's been on the show before. We're going to be in Perth in January, Adelaide in February, Melbourne through the festival in April and then Brisbane after that. I'm also doing Who Knew It's in Perth and Adelaide. Uh, details for all that stuff at mattstewartcomedy.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicky and I'm here with Matt Stewart and Jess Perkins. Hey, it's us from just moments ago. <laughs> now we're not advertisers, though. No. Moments ago, we were high-profile advertisers, like in Mad Men. Now we're just your friends, <laughs> just like before. But, but now we're your high-profile friends, just like Mad Men. Yeah, is that right? I'm wearing a suit. <laughs> Me too. I'm wearing an antimicrobial suit. I've got a cigar and a glass of brandy. I'm smoking an antimicrobial cigar. I've really taken this thing on board, yeah, guys. She's great. You got to. I'll never smell again. <laughs> never gonna smell again. Oh, smelly feet ain't got no rhythm. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. How are you, boys? Are you well? We're good, but guess who isn't good, Matt? I'll give you one guess. There's three of us here. One of us is sick. It's not me. It's not you. Guess who it is? Um. Is it Dave? Oh, fuck. So close. She should have been wearing her antimicrobial suit. It is hashtag pray for Bop in full effect again. Uh, Jess, you're sick. What are you doing? I don't know. And here's the thing, too, is that, like, for you guys, because, like, pulling back the curtain, we haven't seen each other for a couple of weeks because Matt, our beautiful Matt Stewart, has been away touring Queensland. Uh, and New South, and New South Wales. Wales. Let me finish. Oh, I didn't know. I went, that's why I wasn't here. No, I didn't know New South Wales, I meant. So yeah. I, thought it was I drove past so many Steve Irwin references. Too, oh, too many. And he sent me pictures. I was like, I don't want to see that. Anyway, so Matt's been away for a couple of weeks touring and being an absolute rock star. So we haven't seen each other. So to you guys, I'm sick again. To the listener, I've just remained sick. Yeah, wow. I want to point out that I did get better at one point. For like six days, six working days. That was a hot streak. Yeah, that's pretty good. Well done. Thank you. So, yeah, I'm sick again. Feeling good. All right. Well, Matt, how was Queensland and New South Wales? It was a lot of fun. So much fun. It was a real good amount of fun. Did you meet any listeners out there on the road? I don't think I did. No, I'm pretty sure I didn't. Probably got some new listeners, though, eh? Yeah, look, it was all I talked about. Yeah. Which is bad, what, for your 15, 20 minutes set every night? You're yeah. just talking about 20 <laughs> minutes. I sort of opened with five to six minutes of a bit of a plug. And I said, all right, I'm going to do a couple of jokes now quickly. And I did very quickly for the next 23 seconds. And then uh, I finished with a 14-minute wrap-up. 
of what the podcast can do for you if, if you welcome <laughs> it into your life. Great. Yeah. Wow, standing ovation. Did you yeah. talk about us as well in, as individuals? Oh, yeah, no. People are going to be tuning in for the first time going, oh, this is interesting. There are other people on there. <laughs> I thought it, he, he said it was just him being magnificent for an hour plus a Magnificent a Matt. Yeah. I didn't even let him know that we do a different topic each week or anything like that. What did I you just talk said, about? I said, look, it's just me chatting. And that got, that, that got some ears pricked up. That's, I bet. So yeah. far, they're loving it. Mm. But oh. you, we're about to destroy their view of the podcast by asking you to do a report on something. Yeah. I would listen to Matt talk for an hour. Yeah, look, I'm going to maybe do an offshoot pod where it's just me chatting off the top of my head. To yourself? Chatting to myself. Oh, I, a well, little chat show. Not a lot of chat shows are just solo, are they? Interesting. Mm. I'm going to revamp no. the whole right. idea of chat. Great. People are going to start chatting. But mm-hmm. not not with others. <laughs> I've just I've just recapped what I'd already said. I imagine that you're just giving us a demo of what the show will <laughs> this actually is, sound this like. This is most <laughs> likely what it will be. <laughs> like. A re- lot of circles, <laughs> lots of recapping. Yeah. So to recap. Anyway, as as I was saying, <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you're 30 seconds in. Well, as I was saying at the top, <laughs> I've got a real good topic this week. I'm excited. Have you been? You've had a couple of weeks, obviously, on tour. Have you been riding on tour or? I've been I've been reading and and also writing on tour. Yes. So the answer to the question was yes. Ah oh, well, no. Nah, to be honest, I hadn't. But I, I at first I was truthful. Then I'm like, nah, mm. lie. Sorry, just yeah. a quick little recap. And then there. again, I was like, can't lie. The answer's no. No, I did reading though. I did do reading. Well, we we are excited for your report. It's uh, this topic gave me chills. I'll tell you about that uh, soon. <gasps> Horror. Uh, no, nah, it was it was it was funny because there was just. Some of the early key bits of information were just like, oh, that's coincidental to my life. Anyway, oh. I'll, t- I'll talk to you about them So in it's a sec- set in the 1800s. <laughs> <laughs> I've been alive since then. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, the question this week, we always start with a question, which is uh, how we get into the topic. This week's question is, what is Australia's greatest aviation mystery? Oh. Australian topic, which we don't do heaps of. Doug Barry Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> Doug Barry. Oi, Doug. Oi, Bazza. That's a really Aussie name. Doug Barry Doug Cooper. Doug Barry. That's great. <laughs> a paddock. So it's, he's drinking a Coopers. He's loving it. Um, um, aviation. Aviation mystery. I wonder if you've heard of it. Um, uh, so I'm guessing you guys probably won't know this. No. Does this name mean anything to you? The Valentich Disappearance. Ooh. No, but I love it. Is this... Mystery episode. It is a mystery episode, which people love and hate. Are you going to start the episode by talking in dot points like I do? Winter, nineteen (laughs) thirty-six. A man approaches the beach. He dies. He's wearing pants. The next day, he's found no pants. (laughs) What happened to his pants? Find out next week on Do Go On. I started writing it a bit like that, and then yeah, I I went back into my. The thing is, I wanted to do it like Dave. Yeah, but nobody can do it like Dave. Dave. I'm putting that on a t-shirt. Um. The the thing is with the mystery episodes is I think it's uh, they're frustrating when you get to the end and find out it's a mystery. I think it's slightly if you know like because then you're like oh cool so I'm about to find out what happened I'm intrigued and then it's like and they never found it we're like no but knowing at the start that it's a bit mysterious that just makes me excited for a story. This was actually a topic uh, suggested in Straight Into the Golden Hat by Patreon supporter Zach Steinbacker. So he gets that oh, by Zach. tipping heaps of cash into our account. Uh, for that, he gets the access to the Golden Hat, which is an exclusive club. Only 10 can be in there. 
at any one time. And they're in there all the time. They're in there all the time. They take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. They just live in there, live in the hat. Thanks, Zach. It's a real big hat. Um, yeah, so like I was saying, as I started researching, and I was like, it was late at night, I was by myself, and I was starting to go, oh, weird. Yeah. But I think it's like, you know, there are always going to be coincidences that you can find. So you guys tell me um, if these are or not. Let me read a couple of paragraphs. I'll ex- the first one I'll say it, and the second one I'll tell you what the coincidences are, and you can tell me okay. if, they, if you think I'm full of shit or what. On the evening of the 21st of October 1978, Frederick Valentich set off on a training flight departing from Moorabbin Airport heading for King Island in Tasmania. October 1978. A, That's how Dave would do it. A destination he would never arrive at. Okay, so that's, that's the thing. So now these are the coincidences. He set off on the 21st of October. My birthday is the 21st of October. From oh. Moorabbin Airport. I grew up in Moorabbin. And he was flying to Tasmania, where I will be flying the day this episode comes out. <gasps> okay, well, I'm clutching at straws at the last Hang one. on. And will you be... The day it comes out, I'm flying... From, okay, yeah, and will you be flying different. from an airport? Yes. Oh, oh! That's it. That tipped it over the edge. Yeah. But you're going to Tasmania, not King Island, which is an island off Tasmania. It's what well, technically it's in Tasmania. It's part of, Tasmania. State of I'm Tasmania. aware that where it is, but I'm just saying. I'm so that's a coincidence for sure. So you wanted me to? Yeah, I mean, it would have been a real coincidence if I was if it was the 21st of October, yeah. 1978, and I was Frederick. Yeah, that's <laughs> So anyway, here we go. The 20 year old Valentich flies out of. Moorabbin Airport. It's... You've been 20 in your life. <gasps> That's true. Allegedly. Sorry, sorry. No, I I acted, to be honest, I skipped that one. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I didn't 19 wanna, to 21. Did not want to cast aspersions. Back uh, in the 1640s, I didn't celebrate 20th birthdays. Yeah. It was a leap birthday. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's true. <laughs> sorry, Maddie, do go on. So he left at 6.19pm flying a rented light aircraft, a Cessna 182L, which is a four-seat light aircraft. Oh, and how many people are on board? He's flying solo. Oh, flying solo. It's, it's way too big. Yeah, he doesn't need those three extra seats. He just needed a glider. It's based, so he's a young pilot, right? And basically, the idea is that this flight was just to help get his flying hours up. Um, at this stage, he'd notched up approximately 150 hours in total in about a year of flying. Oh, wow. The sun sets at 6.43 p.m., but Valentich's restricted license mean he can fly at night when the visibility is above a certain level and the conditions are very clear on this evening. Hmm. Soon after 7pm, Valentich notices that uh, uh, what he... Sorry, Valentich notices what he believes to be another aircraft flying above him. To check if this is the case, he radios the Melbourne Air Flight Service and speaks with the air traffic controller Steve Roby. The conversation... When a little something like this, I'm going to read. It's, I'm going to read out a bit of a transcript here. Right. So, so it went exactly like this. It went very much like this. Can yeah. you do two different voices so we can differentiate between the characters? Yeah. Okay. Great. Or do a bit of like a over sort of thing too. So look, they I mean, do, take some credit. Roger is said at one point, so I'll, okay. I'll just read. I'll read the script and I'll try and do different voices. Thank here. you. Um, what kind? Any requests of voices? Just makes, I reckon make Steve kind of like, oh yeah, dear. and and the other one always. Steve Roby's the oh yeah, so he's yeah. so the air traffic controls. He's always, deeper, yeah. great. Oh yeah, okay, great. And the other yeah, one, and the other one's a bit higher. He's a younger man, young guy, straight to Liverpool, straight. <laughs> Liverpool, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Really, that's confusing. We all want to. He's a 
He's a Melbourne man. He's a big Beatles fan. Well, he's an Australian anyway. Big Beatles fan. Okay, great. I mean, the Beatles only broke up five, uh, what, eight years earlier. Exactly. He's yeah. still really... Lennon is still alive. When he was 12. So this is, I'll start with, it starts with Valentich. And Valentich is the guy... All right. Is there any <laughs> known... That's not... That's just, just do him like normal. Do him right. normal. What? Is, what? And then Steve goes... Steve's lower. Is there any known traffic below 5,000 feet? Sorry, I can't hear you. You're going to have to speak in a Liverpool accent because it's very, very hard, bad I'm signal. Trying to, um, I'm from the Beatles. <laughs> there, there it is. <laughs> the, I'm from the Beatles. Is that you, Valentich? No. Uh, <laughs> he starts every transmission with... Is there with... any known traffic below 5,000 feet? No, that's 5,000 feet. Yeah, great. No, it's... Matt, just go with it. It's fine. Is there any known traffic below 5,000 feet? No known traffic. I am, seems to be a large aircraft below 5,000. Uh, what type of aircraft is it? <laughs> I cannot confirm. It is four bright, it seems to me like landing lights. The aircraft has just passed over me at least 1,000 feet above. Roger, and it, it is a large aircraft, confirm? Uh, unknown due to the speed it's travelling. Is there any Air Force aircraft in the vicinity? No known aircraft in the vicinity. It's approaching right now from due east towards me. It seems to me that he's playing some sort of a game. He's flying over me two, three times at a, t- at a time at speeds I could not identify. Roger, uh, what is your actual level? My actual, my level is four and a half thousand, four five zero zero. And confirm you cannot identify the aircraft. Affirmative. Roger, stand by. It's not an aircraft. It is... Can you describe the uh, aircraft? As it's flying past, it's, it's a long shape. I cannot identify more than that. It's at such speed. It is before me right now, Melbourne. And how large would the uh, object be? It seems like it's stationary. What I'm doing right now is orbiting, and the thing is just orbiting on top of me also. It, it's got a green light and is sort of metallic. Like, it's all shiny on the outside. (laughs) It's just vanished. Would you know what kind of aircraft I've got? Is it a military aircraft? Confirm the uh, aircraft just vanished. Say again. Is the aircraft still with you? It's It's now approaching from the southwest. The engine is is rough idling. I've got it set at 23, 24, and the thing is coughing. Roger, what are your intentions? My intentions are uh, to go to King Island, uh, Melbourne. That strange aircraft is hovering on top of me again. It is hovering, and it's not an aircraft. And there's silence for 17 seconds. And then there's an audible, unidentified staccato noise, which some have said sounded like scraping metal. That's the end of transcript. And with that, despite an intensive search of the air, sea, and land, Valentich was never heard from again, and his body never recovered. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> Pretty sick, right? Real cool. So, yeah, I'm reading that. Chills. And I, yeah, I was having chills. I've got chills, and I can't... It could be a fever. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah it's always a fever with you. <laughs> oh, my... G- wow. wow. So, that's the mystery. Wow. Creepy. Um, so I guess I'll now talk about some of the theories and whatnot. 
I've got a theory. Yeah? Early. All right, great. What do you reckon? I don't know. Do I say it now? Do you want me to hold out? I want to hear, maybe I need to hear more evidence. Or okay. maybe I say it now and you convince yeah. me otherwise. No, I just want to hear what you, what you think. I reckon he, well, I reckon he, like he's faking it Ooh. and then just disappeared. I, I was going to say, theory, faked his own death. Faked his own death or like suicide. Ah, that's... Uh, but that's, they, they would have found the plane, maybe. They, are, they, are, they are a couple of the theories that mm. have been put put out there. Many theories have been put forward to try and explain the disappearance. Alien abduction. Yeah. Suicide. Staged disappearance. Drug-induced hallucination. Um, but none have been able to be definitively proven. Because they never found him or the plane. Yeah, which makes it pretty hard. Pretty hard to prove anything, to be honest. Historian Reg Watson, who I, oh, I, I really like. Great I, name. I, I just I knew that Jess would like this guy. But, <laughs> uh, he noted that he put his flight plan into Moorabbin, but he never told King Island Flight Service that he was coming. Therefore, they never had the lights on at the airport. This has given rise to two assumptions. One, that he planned his own mysterious departure. Or two, that it was a suicide. Mm. Which are the two that came to your mind. Or what if he's just forgetful? Well, I mean, you've done 150 hours worth. The main thing. It's not very much, to be honest. 150 hours. No, yeah. Three hours a week for a year. It's not very much. It's seen as being quite inexperienced. Um, But, yeah, you'd think that, like, that. I figure when you're learning to fly, that's probably one of the first things that you you double check. Yeah, that the place you're flying to is ready for you. Yeah, Yeah, because that's, uh, from my understanding. Fairly important. Uh, the first thing you do is make sure everyone stowed their tray tables. Thank you very much. <laughs> and, and keep their blind things yeah. up. Yeah. Blind up, for God's sake. Yeah, that one always, I was like, ugh. I've been woken up to put that up before. The blind like, up. Oh, man. Excuse me, sir. Doesn't matter that much. Sir, 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 you'll kill us all. <laughs> the pilot can't operate in shade. Oh, he hates the shade. You'll kill us all. <laughs> He's already wearing sunglasses and he's not taking them off. Is that what you want? Is that what you want? You want to kill us all? Huh? Madam, would you mind showing this man your infant? (laughs) Yeah. Do you want to kill this child? Hey, everyone! Rose 7G wants to kill us all! (laughs) That uh, that motivated him. Good. (laughs) My job here is done. Anybody for a Calippo? I was on a flight wrestler. They gave us Calippos. I, I was going to say, fucking best. I'd kill for a Calippo on a flight. Yeah. I think I know someone who was on that flight and they got woken up for the Calippo and they were not happy about it. Fair enough. I mean... I would have been happy to be woken up for Danielle? a Calippo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking like she was on the same flight as me. Yeah, yeah. She's like, no, I don't want a Calippo, and I do want that sleep back that you just stole from me. Yeah. Whoa, that is a hard choice. Sleep or a Calippo? It mm. wasn't like because it's winter too. So it was. I wasn't like, oh, a refreshing train. Also, it's always cold on planes. Yeah, it's a weird one. I've never come across a midair Calippo. Yeah. You are terrible people. If you're, I took it. You're How hating dare you? on a Calippo? I'm, no, I'm not hating on. It. I'm a. I'm a Pine, is it pine lime? I'm a big time yellow yeah. calippo guy. This one's a raspberry and something. They're pretty good too. They're pretty good. Right. Anyway. Calippo's an ice cream if you don't have it overseas. A, I don't know. They're more like cream. an icy pole. pole, I should say. Yeah. An ice treat. A summery treat. Yeah. Uh, for many years after the disappearance, the government was very reluctant to release any information about the case to the public. That's weird. <laughs> Sorry. Did that, pre- that, that pricked you up. That definitely pricked you up. That got your prick right up. Oh. That's weird. Even Valentich's <laughs> family was only given restricted access. For instance, Valentich's father was only allowed to hear the recording of his son's final conversation with Steve Roby after agreeing that no one else would hear the tape. That's weird. That's weird. It does seem a bit weird, right? Because they've been a bit protective I'd of it. I'd put it straight on Facebook. 
Can you imagine the likes you'd get on that? Uh, imagine the sad so reacts. Oh. The hearts, oh, yeah, the loves. Son's type. I'm like, yeah, you'd do that. <laughs> oh, hang on. <laughs> Jesus. I know, I was kidding. You're a sick fuck. <laughs> I was sort of making a commentary about, you know, millennials. Anyway, you probably wouldn't get that because you're a million. Yeah, I'm a, a, a millional. <laughs> which is someone who lives for a million years. <laughs> you look great, though. Thank you. Mm. It's all the vampire sucking I do. What's that? I suck vampires. Oh. <laughs> Where do you suck them? <laughs> According to researcher Keith Basterfield. Also good. After following the case since the disappearance in 78 and attempting to access the case file, he was eventually told by the government in 2004 that the file had been lost or destroyed. Oh, uh, we, uh, we, uh, it's, uh... How do I say this? Johnson took it home, dog ate it. Did a shit on it. The dog shat on the report. Oh, actually, no, here it is here. Shit's still on it. You want <laughs> it? You want it? <laughs> Yours if you want it. But oh, you... dog shit lover. <laughs> you have to promise you won't show anyone this dog shit. <laughs> By a quirk of fate, though, he found the 315... I said that weird. The 315-page document years later when searching through an online National Archives index on an unrelated topic. The file has since been digitized and uploaded so people can read it on the archives wow. website. Do you reckon the government's like, Fuck. Yeah, because they just got someone like a temp in to do some data entry, and they put up that uh, that lost slash accidentally took it out of the shredded file yeah, yeah. and put it in the upload it file. Basterfield noted upon uncovering the file that it was it revealed parts of an aircraft wreckage with partial serial numbers within the range of Valentich's were found in Bass Strait, which is the water yeah. body of water that um, is between Melbourne and Tasmania. Five years after the disappearance, so not not in complete numbers because the you know it was a wreckage, but potentially were ah um uh, could have been anyway. Was there any alien jizz on it? And <laughs> it was sopping wet <laughs> with jizz, green uh, jizz, green jizz, Man, little we bloody green. Got him. We bloody gotcha, <laughs> little green jizz. <laughs> that sounds like a Dolly Parton song. I'd love to hear an impression. Nah, I'm sick. Oh. I'd started like it could have been. Nah, I'm sick. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Little green jeez. <laughs> Working nine to five. What a, a way, way to, to take a, in the... A jizzin'. jizzin'. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> way to make a jizzin'. Little green jizz. That's, yeah, that's better. Two, four, seven. Little green jizz. The significance of this, the finding of the, the, the partial wreckage, according to Basterfield, is that it basically rules out the popular theory that the disappearance was staged, right? He's saying, you know, if that was the wreckage, then this kind of rules out the fact that he's, he's faked it. And oh, he's that he's actually secretly landed somewhere. Flown off somewhere else. Unless a few years later he's come back and trashed. So good. I love that idea. airplane. Yeah, that... Because there's no there's no way of knowing exactly what happened. Like all these things are possibly possible. Maybe. Even something wild like that, which I love. He's living in the sky somewhere <laughs> and now he's making wreckages out of clouds. And he brings them back down via mystic dust. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm with you so far. Mm. And then he just you know, etc. So ultimately he just stole a plane. 
That's what we're really talking about. Yeah, here. He also, he's hired that plane. That'd be annoying for the owner. Real annoying. You never hear about the real victim. <laughs> Mr. Cessna. So that's if you... Th- he, he, he got the report. His secretary came in and went, oh, excuse me, Mr. Cessna, I'm so sorry to be the bearer of bad news. Another one of your planes has uh, been stolen slash missing. Oh, not again! Mm-hmm. Bloody King Island, I bet. That is correct, so yes. Those fucking cows. So do you? So you're thinking that he did... You're still thinking maybe he did steal it and he's just staged no, it or faked it? I don't think his plan was like, free plane! I think it was like stage his death and he's living... As a little hermit somewhere on an island near King Island, like in, which a, is all in, in, in a big shell, and he like comes out like this. Sometimes. <laughs> he's not a hermit crab. Oh. There's a difference. Less of these. Less pincers, yes. Pincers, and more pizzas. Pizzas. He's got a beautiful <laughs> wood fire oven. Oh, wow. In his shack. I mean, it's like a. It looks quite rough from the outside. Just like a. You probably you'd probably almost miss it just driving along the road. Um, because it's sort of just wooden. But you go inside, mm, what he's done with it. Modern bathroom and kitchen. Most beautiful splashback. The bench tops. So, so 58. So what, he'd be, he'd be almost, he'd be 58 now. No, 50, 58, 59. Yeah. So he's in his retirement. Well, coming up to. He's retired from being a hermit. Plane hoaxing. <laughs> and he's just been, he's been doing up his, uh, his home so that he can sort of, just sort of be comfortable there mm. and it's just beautiful but yeah sorry but the point that i was making said he has a wonderful wood fire oven he's really it took some time but he's really perfected the uh the uh, traditional margarita oh, mm-hmm. which is a very simple simple but that's how the italians it, like it you know there is there is doubt over who margarita was uh-huh dave you know much about this no please tell me more no that's all i remember to really hope you'd take it from there <laughs> well we can look i think one of them day. was maybe a Maybe a queen or something, or like some sort of a some noteworthy person, and someone else thinks it's something quite quite different. I feel like I should know that because margarita pizza is probably my favourite food in the world. I think you should know the history of your favourite food yeah, I think you if you're that too. passionate about yeah. it, which I am. That's why I know all about Paschetti. Yeah, comes from Paschetti and Pakenham. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was invented about thirty odd years ago. Yeah, just eat some Pakenham. Yeah, Dave, your favourite food. And the history of it? Oh, it's really hard to say. Probably a pie. Oh, yeah, good oh, call. Yep. History of the pie? Uh, given Invent- such a simple dish was given a simple three-letter name. Invented by, <laughs> so, invented by that is Sir quite a Frederick history. Pie hmm. in 1742, I believe. 43, ah, very close. Oh, it's not my favourite dish. So of course not. Hmm. So the significance of... of um, the wreckage, according to Bassfield, was saying how it, it um, debunked that popular theory mm. about the staging of the disappearance. He said to the Adelaide Advertiser, there was a lot of public speculation at the time of a hoax disappearance, but there is nothing in the 315 pages that even suggests that. Yeah, but these are government documents and they've tried to cover it up, Bassrate. So you think they're covering up him stealing the plane? Why would the government cover that up? No, but I, I don't, don't understand think... why they might cover up a no. Maybe military. Thing maybe it was still a... military. This the military thing co- caused him to crash, and that's why the wreckage is right. there. Right. Okay. Maybe it was a military plane, and the military boys were a little bit drunk, oh. and so they were just sort of fucking with him. They were just sort of like 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 when uh, teenagers hoon a little bit and they drag race. Maybe the um, the military plane was like, "Yeah, you want to," and yeah, then the... he spiraled and crashed, and they went run. You know. 
Yeah, they were like... Um, they tried to run and they didn't That green, the green light he saw was actually the signal to go in the race. Yeah. Yeah. And he fucked it. He, he fucked just, it. He didn't go. Mm. He and then uh, lost his pink slip. Orbiting. We're playing for pinks. <laughs> uh, the other popular theory that Watson and Perkins both mentioned was that the young part committed suicide. <laughs> second, I was like, did you mention a Perkins in this story and I missed it? He's talking about me. <laughs> You've just written yourself into the report. Doesn't take a lot to become an expert in my reports. <laughs> Someone said sometime suicide. Um, so, but but apparently suicide that that theory has widely been put to bed uh, based on transcripts of many interviews with family and friends of Val Valentich, and also some people I was reading out uh, have since talked to family and friends and said they basically get, go there's sh there's no signs he was suicidal. Which is interesting that they could put that to bed based on interviews, because often don't you hear of people saying you just never you're taken by surprise. They're often so surprised, but even I guess, with like famous people, like when Chris Cornell died last month or the month before. That's right, but maybe maybe if it was a psychologist talking to people, maybe they could uncover signs that layman couldn't or something. Yeah, but it's also the late seventies too. Not to say um, that they like obviously. I feel like it's probably improved. Our understanding of mental health is probably improved now. Yeah. We're more aware of it now, so maybe we'd be looking for more signs or more things would stick out. I reckon often these things that are put to bed are by an expert who's trying to um, push forward their theory as yeah. well. So they're going, I'm, I've ruled that out. That's obviously being ruled out. Yeah. It's like, I don't know if it fully... How, how can you fully... I'm ruling aliens in. I found <laughs> I found a partial... <laughs> Rule them in. <laughs> found a partial serial number that could have been it, so that rules out that he... Yeah. yeah, or they want to be the one that's the expert that, that's talking yeah, we about later. It. Yeah, I know, I know why. Yeah, it's also like, mate, you're a gardener and you've been on Google for four hours. <laughs> you are not the expert. I should uh, probably note that while Bassfield has dedicated his life to researching UFOs, gardener slash four hours. Uh, the, he in this advertiser article, uh, they call Bassfield an expert researcher of public documents. And it also says that he does not believe in UFOs. Because I was reading it going, of course you think that, mate. You're just trying to tell us that this is a UFO. But apparently he doesn't believe in UFOs. He's just So he spent his life investigating something he doesn't believe yeah, in. Yeah, trying to sort of debunk them. I think he's like, he's a skeptic and I think is, as I understand, Basterfield. He's a, a skeptic, which I read a few skeptics in here. Right, so he's the anti-Fox Mulder. Yeah. Also, the anti. What was that guy you had? The ufologist. Oh, the ufologist. What ufologist. Is that guy's name? He was great. He was a great character. I've I can see his name. face. Yeah. It's still funny. <laughs> um, but with that in mind, Basterfield noted that he uh, that it was the case's investigators rather than Valentich who labelled it an unidentified flying object in the transcript. Uh, you would have noticed that Valentich never mentions aliens. He's asking. What aircrafts are around, that sort of thing. Yeah. But it was in the investigation that gov you know, government investigators were the ones who were talking about it being a UFO. Well, what was spooky that he was saying it's not an aircraft? Yeah. That was, was creepy. Like, yeah. What do you mean? What is it then? Yeah. Oh mm. man, I loved it. It's well, this is why it's 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 grabbed people's attention, I guess. Yeah. Um, is because it's yeah, I think that transcript is probably the key to it. Yeah. And the fact that he disappeared mid. Yep. Um, chat. Yeah, mid-conversation. Um, so, it's kind of interesting that Valentich never mentions aliens in that uh, in conversation because apparently he was super fascinated by them. Oh. So, according to a report written by James Magaya, 
and Joel Nickel, Joe Nickel, for the Skeptical Inquirer in 2013. Uh, McGuire Nickel wrote that Fred Valentich was enthralled with UFOs, watching films and accumulating articles, going on to say that according to his father, Valentich had himself observed a UFO moving away very fast earlier in the year. Oh. So a, he was a UFO guy himself. Okay. Which may, which explains some stuff, I think. So he's, as, as a big believer, and Maguire and Nickel think this is important, as it may suggest that rather than happening upon a UFO, maybe Valentich went looking for one, which obviously is quite a different thing. Hmm. If this is the case, they suggest that his so-called encounter was not surprising. Um, and they quote noted skeptic and Mensa member Robert Schaefer, who said that as Valentich was a true believer, he was probably inclined to assume anything was a UFO if he could not immediately identify it. Yeah, that's, yeah. Which I find interesting because if that's the case, he's not going, holy shit, is this a UFO? He's going, I don't know what it is. Like he was sounding very level-headed about it. Yeah, true. So that kind of is, all that seems to not quite be consistent to me. Yeah, you're right. He would have been like, oh, I've got one. Yeah. Instead of being like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. Hey, Come on, got, send you, people over yeah. here. I've got Boy a thing Melbourne. to check out. Yeah. Do you guys know of any planes? Because there's something up here. You um, sure? Nothing? Hmm? Yeah. Unless what you were saying before, maybe he's like going up there to try and manufacture one. But why would he do that? And, you know, why would he do that and then crash? Yeah. Well, or yeah. What, it's very bloody intriguing, I tell you. Uh, on top of this, they paint Valentich as a fairly ordinary pilot. Uh, which I suppose is to be expected as he was uh, a relatively inexperienced flyer. But in his short time as a pilot, having obtained a private pilot license in September 1977, so just over a year earlier, Mm. and he was studying part-time for a commercial pilot's license. But again, quoting Schaefer's research, Magaya, getting that name wrong for sure, and Nichols suggests he had failed all five of his exam subjects, not once but twice, and just... The month before, again, failed three subjects. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know what kind of rules there were back then. But it doesn't feel like you'd almost... How do you still have a license to Wait, fly by yourself? So, those are his... Hang on. Those are his exams when he's studying to be to a commercial. A commercial part, yeah. So, so I guess that's got, another level yeah. from so, a little Cessna yeah. Joy So, flyer. he's still got his license to fly the little ones. Yeah. But they're, they're like, no, you can't handle... So, it's kind of like you and I having car licenses and but they're not, trying to get in a semi-trailer yeah, and right. they go probably not and we go nah go nah look at me reverse this back oh I've jacked off again <laughs> oh this, <laughs> this oh is, it's on fire I've, I've ruined this truck <laughs> aliens <laughs> where's that truck bin again I can't don't expect me to drive it into it but um, can someone else please uh on top of this uh, he once received a warning for straying into restricted airspace and was twice sighted for deliberately flying blindly into a cloud, for which he was under threat of prosecution, apparently. What, what, we'll say that again? He flew into a cloud. Twice he was cited for deliberately flying blindly into a cloud. Wait, hang on. How do you... I mean, like... Boy, mate, you're going to have to pay for that cloud. <laughs> They're just up there. They're yeah, just no, up there. How do you not It's like he's, like, off? veered into them or something. It's like, you've got... He's, it's like he's gone out of his way to go through it. That's, but it's just a cloud. Yeah, I don't know. I like, don't know. how do you avoid them? Mate, Are you supposed yeah, you... to dodge them? Because that would mean that we could not fly very often into Melbourne. <laughs> Mate, I'm afraid China owns that cloud and they're really pissed off. Yeah. I'm pretty sure China's cloud. I'm, I'm quieting a guy who's in Mensa, all right? No, I'm not doubting. I'm just confused. Well, Clouds my, just exist. My phone is backed up to the cloud and if he drove through <laughs> my photos, I'd be fucking pissed. 
He just ruined me album. What are all your photos of, Dave? Oh, uh, you don't need to know that. <laughs> <laughs> your weird eyes were funny there. Oh. Stop having... looking at me. <laughs> it's like he's having flashbacks. You're, st- <laughs> you're stealing my photos. <laughs> Get out of the cloud. Get out of me, cloud. <laughs> Oi. Put, put him down. <laughs> put him down. Yeah, take him out. You got a photo of a little boy. <laughs> oh, no, he's taking him. Back to his lair on King Island. <laughs> little bastard. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> oh, it's a mystery, I tell you. It's a bloody mystery this week. Everything we say. Uh, <laughs> they they drew the conclusion anyway from all that that he may have been an accident waiting to happen. Because <laughs> oh. he loves flying into clouds. He loves it. Who's letting him? Like, obviously, if you don't know Australian geography, to get from Melbourne to King Island, you have to fly over quite a lot of water, and you're no good at flying. It's also it's not that don't. far. No, yeah, if we caught a like a Qantas flight or something, it would take us about half an hour, yeah, 40 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. It's less than an hour. I'll be, you guys listening straight away, I'll be in the air right now. That's nice. Flying through, through Dave's the... cloud. Get out! <laughs> just stop! No, I'm not. Just stop it! I'm going to get up there, I'm going to get there with a USB. Fuck, just don't look at my apps. All my data. <laughs> We're going to check out Dave's data. Oh, fucking hell. So little, just like him. What sort of apps have you got that you don't want us to see? Oh, oh away, mum. <laughs> you wouldn't understand. Get out of it. <laughs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. If it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, not in a way that's like, oh my God, it's expanding, like yeah, yeah. More physically. Like it's growing more customers, yes. more interest. Not like it's going to explode. Yeah, not like it's a building that's like blowing up and yeah, it's, yeah. oh, what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. And I don't think they mean for marriage. You can sell your products on an online store, whether you sell physical or digital products or you offer services like massage or oh. nails. Oh, my gosh. Or uh, consulting. Should we, after this, get Manny Petties? <laughs> Babe, I've already booked us in. <laughs> um, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. You know, what about blogging tools, you yeah. might be asking? I like to blog. I love to blog. I like to blog. I like to vlog. Yes. Well, Squarespace has powerful blogging tools to share stories, photos, videos, and updates. You can categorize, you can share, and schedule to make your content work for you. Scheduling is the best. Oh. Yeah. It looks like Jess has just uploaded something, What? It, but it's like 3 a.m. in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, but it's the exact time I wanted to do it in New York City, baby. Exactly. Capture that New York market. Yeah. You mentioned vlogging as well. If you're into vlogging, you can organise your video library, showcase your content on beautiful video pages, sell access to your videos with member areas. The possibilities are endless. Now head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. 
None of none of that really explains the mysterious aircraft he saw, though, does it? It just ex- explains no. that maybe he he might have crashed. Mm. But what happened just before that? That you can't say. Oh, he loved flying in a cloud, so he <laughs> I don't know somehow saw a. I don't know. I don't know. Um, the consensus seems to be that he wasn't making it up, though. That he saw something. It's just people like Schaefer, Maguire, and Nickel are suggesting that maybe he saw something very explainable and leapt to conclusions. So what did he see? Maguire and N- Nickel nailed it. Reckon they have nutted it. <laughs> reckon they have no idea, <laughs> and he is their opinion. End of episode. <laughs> Going as far to title this article I've been quoting, the Valentich disappearance, colon, another UFO cold case solved. Oh, wow, they solved it. That's bold. That is bold. But hey, you've got to be in this in this media. But it's a co-write between the two of them? It's a co-write. Um, okay, good. I like and I love it. how it, it, it starts out. It um, goes, one of us, Nickel, was asked to look into the case for a television show, and he queried the other, Magaya, who came up with the missing piece of the puzzle, as perhaps only someone who was both a pilot and astronomer could do. What a combo. What a combo. Uh, anyway, I'm so a pilot who loves to look at the stars. It's just like, oh, we're just asked to look at it at a TV show and we bloody nutted it. I figured it out. They asked us to co-write an episode of Baywatch and we accidentally solved an alien mystery. <laughs> and it's... the. <laughs> The the article's full of stuff where it's like, so this probably means, and that you can assume that that... Yeah, right. And <laughs> then it leads to... It. But we've, yeah, it's so funny how confident it's... It's a little clickbaity, but it's interesting because it's on a... on It's from a, a publication called The Skeptical Inquirer. But it's like, if real skeptics wouldn't be going, we reckon, <laughs> um, there's probably like... A, you're, yeah. a, you couldn't say it isn't, so I reckon it is. We figured it out. We there flipped a coin and there, here we are. <laughs> so the the article says, As it happens, a computer search of the sky for that day, time and place of Valentich's flight reveals that the four points of bright light he would almost certainly have seen were the following. Almost certainly. Hmm. Venus, which was at its very brightest, Mars, Mercury, and the bright star Antares or Antares or it's probably Antares. Antares. These four lights would have represented a diamond shape, given the well-known tendency of viewers to connect the dots, and so could well have been perceived as an aircraft or UFO. In fact, the striking conjunction was shaped as a vertically elongated diamond, thus explaining Valentich's saying of the UFO that it is a very long shape. As to the UFO's other characteristics, the metallic or shiny appearance could have been due to the power of suggestion alone. Having connected the dots, Valentich would likely have gone on to fill in the area as solid, even metallic. We must remember the Valentich's impressions of those of someone who was confused about what he was seeing. That's hardly definite stuff, is it? That's That's a whole lot of... concrete. So we reckon, nah, probably probably filled it in. And... Like, have you ever looked at this? Like, even if you were a bit dizzy or whatever, you look up at the stars and you're like, oh, yeah. That's the stars. That's that big chunk of night sky in between the stars. Looks like a metallic spaceship to me. Uh, Also, I love the power of suggestion on himself. Yeah. (laughs) Usually use that on other people. It's like, he employed Oprah's The Secret, (laughs) asked for an alien, and there it was. Case closed. Yeah, I, I just, I, I just 
don't quite buy it. I mean, it's it's a theory. I, I accept also, that that's yeah. a, maybe a possible theory, but it's like to title your thing, nutted it. They didn't title it nutted it, but they made sort of <laughs> bloody nutted it. That's but, what they were doing at the pub that night. We bloody nutted it, boys. Slam down the publication on the pool table. <laughs> but what do you reckon? What about the bit when he's like, it's coming at me like it's playing chicken? Like, So the way they sort of suggested that it, rather than it, um, moving in relation to him, it was more him moving in relation to it. Oh, so he was the aggressor in the situation. Well, they would think, yeah, that's what they thought when it looked like it was moving fast. It was, you know, I don't. Stars in the sky don't really seem to move like that, do they? No, no. And I don't like. He's in this flight. Like, how is he looking up? Sort of. Anyway. Yeah, look where you're going. Jeez, Louise. could that have? Is that why he crashed? Because he was distracted. That's, that's kind of what. Uh, that 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 is part of their theory that I, I do totally buy. Um, yeah, I, I think I think that their assertion that um, Fred Valentich's UFO has now been identified should be probably rephrased to Fred Valentich's UFO has now had another Im- unprovable theory thrown into the mix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do think yeah, there is some merit in the idea uh, that he was distracted by something. That he thought was a UFO, you know, and then that destruction, a distraction paired with his inexperience as a pilot, led to a crash and his death disappearance. There is a theory that he was so disorientated that he may have been flying upside down, and that the lights <laughs> and aircraft he was seeing was actually the oh, image reflection. of his own aircraft reflecting oh. back at the ocean. And if I could get my head around that as an idea that you could be upside down flying and, and not knowing it, then I reckon that makes a lot of sense to me. It would make sense. There's a sense. green light on his plane. Yeah, but how could you be upside down yeah, and not realise? That's the only thing that I can't... Uh, apart from that, I'm like, I, that you, feels like my favourite of yeah, the theories. It, I think Visually, if you're in full pitch darkness and you can and there's ocean and sky, I don't think... You sure. probably couldn't tell, but gravity still affects yeah, you. Gravity, yeah, gravity, right? So you're, you'd you're be not aware. like zero G or anything. No, are you? your sunglasses have fallen off your head. You're you're pressing up into your harness a lot. Yeah, right. Is that the case? Because you're hanging upside down. I have no. I've never been in a small aircraft, so I don't really know. But in my head, but I'm like, it feels the same like it's like known. a big aircraft. You know when the the plane turns and you can feel that you're turning. Yeah, it's like that. Right. There, there's no way you could be dizzy and just like. Losing oxygen or some other weird thing that's led to him. He's not high up enough. Right. I don't think. I mean, I'm no expert, but I've seen Top Gun. <laughs> and I nearly finished it. <laughs> I hope Goose gets out okay. <laughs> I love Goose. <laughs> he's a good guy. Is he Tom Cruise? Or is no, he he's Maverick? The, he's no. the one that gets a... Uh, he's the man. He's the one that gets ejector seat. And it doesn't <sighs> open and he breaks his neck straight away. He's a goose. And what he is gone. He's a goose. Is he, he's the one with great balls of fire. Is it uh, the goose of fire? Yeah, all right. Great goose of fire. Great goose of fire. Oh, he flames up, mate. Yeah. I haven't finished it. All right. Roast goose for dinner. Don't ruin Spoiler it. Spoiler alert. Let's not spoil another thing, Dave. A few weeks back. Don't, we won't. We will move on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to dwell on it because I spoil it again. Well, I'm not going to say what, but uh, there was a Poirot case that Dave absolutely ruined for. At least one listener. I think maybe multiple. No, two two people emailed in, but let's not dwell on it. I don't <laughs> want any more emails because it made me feel like a bad guy. Because you're a bad guy. <laughs> Jess and I both warned you at the time. I explicitly said, Dave, you're going to get upwards of two emails about this. And you said, fuck off, Jess. <laughs> fuck you. I'll do what I want. Yeah, that's what you said. You can roll back the tape, mate. Anyway, I reckon... Oh, there's another Poirot case where it turns out 
the whole key to it is the a lady says that she got pricked by a rose, uh-huh. but the type of thorn that rose that she's talking about doesn't have thorns. Oh, that's good. Oh, fuck. Hey, got you, good. bitch. That's a great mystery. And we've got you. Boom, and I'm gone. So I reckon in all my extensive research over the last few weeks, uh-huh. I reckon that that is probably my... That's nearly my favourite theory. Upside down. Nearly. But, of course, it isn't quite. Mm. Um, my favourite my favorite theory mm. is that it was a mother-flipping UFO. Oh, that would be good. Yeah, that'd be great. Back to historian Reg Watson. Reg. Who we started out talking about earlier. By the way, Reg in my head is like a portly fellow with yep. a white beard. Oh, yeah, no? San- I, well, Santa. I haven't seen him, but Santa. I'm I'm picturing clean shaven. He's portly, yep. but he's got white hair yep. and maybe a wide brim hat. Oh, okay, yeah, definitely glasses. Probably shorts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and a, like a shirt tucked in. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, and I maybe love him. some sort of like he's got things on his belt that could be come, that could come in handy. <laughs> he's wearing a tool belt. <laughs> no, 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 no. Compass, pocket knife. Reg is the best. Yeah, Reg is real great. Cool. I love Reg. Mm. I mean, I've made all that up, but I love <laughs> I love our Reg, yeah. even if it's not the real Reg. I love him. Um, so Reg Watson was interviewed on ABC Radio in Hobart, um, and he he said that he's been researching the disappearance. This is a quote for gosh three decades. Gosh for gosh Classic Reg. three decades. Oh, which I yeah. Uh, I love I like. him. I have to say, in my opinion, yeah, he had an encounter with a UFO, and I don't say that lightly. <laughs> but I do say it every night to my wife. <laughs> night, honey. Love you. He saw a UFO. Yes, Reg. We all know. <laughs> all I know, in the broad terms of a UFO, an unidentified flying object, that caused his demise. Which that's, is, I think that's fair. That's definitely what That doesn't even mean like. alien, though. Not yet. For months prior to the disappearance, lights in the sky, cigar-shaped objects were seen from King Island. And I've spoken to witnesses on the northwest coast of Tasmania who actually saw craft on the day 15 minutes before he went missing. Mm. Watson also noted that there were numerous reports of UFO sightings in 1978. Big Um, year for UFOs. It's been called the biggest flap in Australia's history. Flap. <laughs> Which I'd never heard that term before. What does that mean? And I didn't even look it up because I'm like, nah, I reckon, I reckon I know. Kenley's the biggest flap <laughs> in Australia's history. I think it means uh, it just means a, a an a, like a, a clump of sightings or activity. Flap. A flap. Love it. Um, Show us your flaps. <laughs> Show us your flap. Go on, Australia alien. History. <laughs> alien, show us your flap. <laughs> Come on, I bet you you don't have any guts, do you? If you don't show us your flaps. Sightings were seen not only from Tasmania, they were seen as far away as South Australia, right through the coast of Western Australia, even up to the coast of New South Wales. That's far away from Tasmania. <laughs> That's a long way away. Anyway, we're talking like thousands of miles. I, I'm, I read that... Um, a lot of these things came out after the disappearance made a lot of news. Yeah. And then all, all of a sudden, and, and along with the sort of news that there was an unidentified final, and then all of a sudden people were like, yeah, I saw something. Yeah. Convenient. Green light. Yeah, I saw a green light. <laughs> that came, it... Apparently a lot of it came out afterwards. Mm. People who, so, you know, they're not, not necessarily lying, but I reckon if you at any point go, 
there was a mysterious disappearance, then all of a sudden people go, oh, I knew I saw something. I swear I saw it. And yeah. then they call in when otherwise they might be like, nah, it was probably nothing. Yeah. But all of a sudden something confirms it in their mind or something like that. Yeah. I'm saying something very smart there. A coronial inquiry into the disappearance in 1982 returned an open verdict with Valentich listed as missing. <gasps> open and shut. <laughs> Presumed dead. Oh. oh. But the official Department of Transport Investigation report stated that it seems likely that the aircraft did not crash in the sea between Cape Otway and King Island, which is where he was thought to be at the time. Which is, you know, whether that says that maybe he was, like Jess was saying before, flying off somewhere else, or if an alien took him, or, you know, it it could mean all sorts of things. Or if he's a shit pilot and doesn't know where he is. Apparently another interesting thing in this was that the... Department of Transport, some government departments for the first time in um, in, in some of these researchers uh, in all their time researching. It was the first time a government body uh, actually asked to investigate further into the UFO, which is interesting as well. So someone in Australia at the time was like, I reckon it could be bloody something. Uh, according to a News Corp story, so you know it's, it's of a good quality journalism, Air traffic controller Steve Roby, the man who was last chatting to him, has been quoted as saying, if he suffered disorientation and crashed into the water, you'd think they would have found a lot of debris. Yeah. Surely there would have, there would have been something found during the intense searches, oil or something. Roby said NASA analysts had assessed the audio transcript and found Valentich to be under genuine stress, which led him to believe the UFO theory. Oh, wow. Which is interesting. I thought Roby, like the air traffic controller, this guy's the man of sense, which only throws more weight into, into my belief that mm. this was. I mean, UFO, like like you were saying, broadly meaning unidentified flying object. Doesn't necessarily mean... Little green man or yeah, anything like that. little green jizz. Uh and the simple fact was there was so much activity at the time in sightings. This is what Roby was saying. So that's that's interesting. Anyway, that that's basically it. So there's... I haven't helped you at all, have I? But I, I'd love to hear your thoughts. But just to just to finish off, I guess mm. his family erected a memorial plaque on Cape Otway in 1998, which was unveiled by Steve Roby. Uh, who oh was, wow, the yeah. air traffic controller. Yeah. Oh wow. I'm, I suppose it would play on your play on your mind forever. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you. It's been the blast to speak to someone as well. Yeah. And it's interesting if if that's true. What NASA, what he believes that NASA. Um, Looked into the tape because the tape's now been lost as well. You can't hear the tape anymore. Oh, although they did think the report had yeah. been lost It'll as well, so it, it it may well turn up. It, apparently, it was played on. I read somewhere that it was played on AM radio in in Victoria at some point in Melbourne. Sounds years ago. So AM radio. Yeah, but it yeah that that transcript I think is is it, without that this would be a lot less fascinating. But it's just the way it was coming and going. Yeah. And he fully believed it. But it sounded like a, a lot of people thought, depending on their theories, the ones that thought he he was distracted and ended up dying, it, was, it sounded like some of the things about the plane coughing and stuff like that meant that he was in a what's called a graveyard spiral, which is you, you're getting lower and you know, you're going round and round, basically diving into the... cycling downwards right. to but, your death. But possibly not realising it. Yeah, possibly not realising it, yeah. Wow. That's why it was, like, spluttering and stuff. I suppose that if you saw something and you were like, oh, look, it's there, it's there, it's coming and going, coming and going, if you're in a spin. And especially if if that 
what you're saying is the reflection of the water, but like we were saying, we're not sure that how could he be upside down and not know it, but I, I, I don't yeah. know enough about science to know if that is possible or not. Nah, I feel like you'd know if you're upside down. What's your best theory, Jess? Uh, faked it. Faked Still, it? Still, yeah. You reckon he's off somewhere else? Yeah. Pizza oven? Yeah, pizza I love oven. It. I love it. Yeah. He's, living, he's just living a quiet life. That's what he wanted. I'm into that as an idea. Yeah, I like that. That's that's the nicest one, I think. No, I'm the nicest one on this podcast. We could all agree with that. Dave, your theory? I think that he probably just freaked out. No, no, I meant your theory about me being the nice. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, go on. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think he just possibly just... I don't know what the lights that he was seeing were. Mm. I think that he probably thought he was seeing something. But he's he just crashed. And they always say, like, surely we'd find something. But you just don't understand how big the ocean is. It's quite vast. Even a small, a, a relatively small area between Melbourne and Tasman- Tasmania. Yeah, there's so been... so big. It's so big. And if it if it sinks, right? Sink, it's a, a long small four-seat system. It's, it's about the size of this room. Yeah. Yeah. Which is huge. Yeah. I guess. It's well it's the size of a Cessna. Cessna. Which is pretty big. It's bigger than a normal room. Room. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that he totally could have just actually you know, crashed and died, sadly. And um they just haven't found him. Possible you never find him. Yeah, definitely aliens. I mean there's <laughs> seven or seven planes out there. What that are you trying to hide, Jess? Nothing. Bleep bloop bloop. <laughs> and Matt, your theory? He said aliens. Yeah, aliens. Aliens. I think it was aliens that, made him fly you... upside down and, oh, until he saw himself. Himself thought it was an alien, which is weird play by the aliens. Mm. But that's what they wanted because they work in mysterious ways. Right. They wanted him to think aliens, but not see that right. Aliens. Yeah. Because the real aliens, if he saw the real ones, he would have really bloody got an eyeful. And then what did they do with him? Oh, they they um they probed his butt. <laughs> of course they did. Of course they did. Classic aliens. Yeah. Always love probing. It. Love, love a good probe. A lot of information up there. Yeah, that's... I guess. Yeah, that's the yeah, first place you Why are they obsessed with bowels? I don't know. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess that's, where, that's the secrets of humanity are up there. <laughs> up the butt. That's the most you. Yeah. Maybe that's where alien brains are. And they just assume that ours are in oh, our... Oh, yeah. Poo hole. <laughs> well, to them it's not a poo hole. Of course not. It's a think hole. <laughs> Not a stink hole. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag think hole, not a stink hole. I wonder if our golden hat patron himself, Zach Steinbacker, has some theories. Oh, I reckon he's got to, right? He's got to. Or if anyone else out there, because is it, do you reckon it's a famous thing if you are a Tasmanian? They I, know thi- this? Well, I think it's actually, it's pretty famous around the world. There's a lot of, a lot of research, a lot of papers into this. Um, it really captured the attention. I think in, in a, a lot of that is, like I say, because of that transcript. The recording, yeah, because yeah, he said... He said what he said. And that's it. Let's leave it at that. It's bloody interesting. I, I've thought about this the other day. If when you die, you get to ask a few questions. Immediately, my question is, did D.B. Cooper survive? What happened to Diet Love Pass? <laughs> and I'm just going to... Well, I was going to ask what's the meaning of life, but that's just gone out the window. I'm going to have to ask what happened to bloody Valentich. Let's yeah. die together. Oh, yeah. Then we'll, great. Do then we only we have three? Six. Do we only have three questions? No, three I, questions. I, so you two are dying and not me. Is that what you're saying? You want to uh, come with? Well, yeah, I'm not I'm not living here without so you. Does that mean we get nine or is there some sort of a thing where so like you cat. multiply of each other? So it's oh. three by three by three. That would be sick That'd if you could great. like group them up. Well, it's, it's three cubed. Three cubed would be real good. But we could get some answers. We'd only know for ourselves. Like We wouldn't even be able to tweet the answers back to our listeners. So is that worth it? Is that worth knowing? Fine with me. I just want, I just want to know. Sure. 
Yeah. Good to know you hold yourself above the listeners. I'd find out if Burke and Wills should have split the party one more time. <laughs> That's what I'd ask. <laughs> if they'd only split the party once more, would they be fine? Oh, man. There's so many questions. I just want to know. Who was Jack the Ripper? Who was Zodiac Killer? Have you seen that new theory that someone sent in? That Oh, oh we've had multiple people send it yeah, in. Yeah, right. Cause it, it, but I love how... It, so, there's a theory that Jack the Ripper and H.H. Holmes is the same person, and the research is being done by H.H. Holmes's great-nephew or something. Oh, creepy. Is that right? I should have really clicked harder on that link. <laughs> is that how you get more information yeah, out of it? Yeah, you click hard. Um, yeah, I think the theory is that H.H. Uh, Holmes, mo- or Jack the Ripper, possibly could have moved to America at the right time. Yeah. And stopped killing at the right time. It's just interesting that it was a similar time at all. And if you haven't heard those episodes, we've done uh, them all before. <laughs> yeah, you should go back and listen to them. They're also on YouTube, mm. on youtube.com slash dogoonpod. Oh, while we're here, let us mention that after many, many weeks of editing away, just now, today, if you're listening to the day it came out, we have uploaded and released the video of us with Nick Mason live at the Melbourne Comedy Festival uh, our Loch Ness Monster episode that we re- we filmed. So it's 50 minutes of good times on there. Go check it out now. Uh, do uh, YouTube.com slash do go on pod. Have, have a watch. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it looks great. Good uh, job, Dave. It, um, a couple of times the camera cut out, but don't worry. Uh, with the magic of editing, <laughs> I trust you won't even notice. So <laughs> just check it out. It's actually... It's fun what I did, so have a look. It's, <laughs> it's fun, fun what, what I, I did. did. <laughs> what I did back there. What I did was fun. It's fun what I did. It's fun what you did. <laughs> Before we go, Dave, we should really thank some of our patrons. We should thank our patrons, apart from Zach Steinbacker, everyone else who supports us at patreon.com slash do go on pod. Now, I would like to thank, first of all, now someone who we must apologize to first, and to anyone that we may have missed Thanking what we do is we like to we thank the people in the order that you have subscribed to us on Patreon.com, and uh, it's not it's not as easy as you would like to think to make to uh, list the pledges in order. So we apologize if we have missed you. Someone who let us know that we have missed them. They've been contributing for many a month now, and we'd like to thank all the way from Hong Kong, Jai Smith. Jumping Jai, big Jai fan. Big uh, big Jai fan. Big Smith fan. Me. He's a he's a constant um... inspiration. Inspiration and uh, communicator and support. Yeah, he's, he's a there when we need him. Warmth in my heart. Isn't it cool to know that someone in Hong Kong really likes us? Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's it's cool. cool to know that people anywhere really like us. Jai, to be honest, Jai, are you a very wealthy person? Because they always talk about the most expensive places to live for property. Hong Kong's always number one. Oh. Where's above New York? Where's Tell above you, London? Bloody Melbourne's prices. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Melbourne. We are trying to catch up with you. We are trying. Yeah, Are they're, we? Do, they're doing their best. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, no, it sucks. I don't for, want to win that race. Sucks for everyone else. So, good on you, Jai Smith. I'd also like to thank you. Can, can I do two? Can I do oh two? my God, yes. Because I love Please. my peeps so much. He's also part of my my crew. What, is, what does Taylor Swift have? What does she have? Like a gang or something? Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. A posse, a clique? It's a, it's a crew. It's a, I don't know what they call Fuck, it. Fuck, we're old. <laughs> yeah. We're, well, he's part of my posse, my clique, my Taylor crew. Swift. <laughs> No, she's born in 1989. I know that because her album is called 1989. But I would like to thank... Yeah, so we're younger than her. No, she's born in 1989. <laughs> <laughs> you meant we're older. Ah, uh, the maths go. You thought yeah. I meant yeah, the it. opposite of what I said. L- well, that's often true, though. Let's be honest. Right, and well. you did just say 
off air before we started that you have a fever. I do have a fever. I'm a very cold. Right I would now. like to thank all the way from Toronto. It is Stuart Alcock, possibly Stuart Alcock. Probably Alcock. Look, I d- even if it's Alcock, he probably says Alcock. Alcock. Uh, he probably says like Alco. You know, it's kind of like. A, look, I know I'm usually good at making like jokes out of people's names, but I I just get to Alcock, and I just I've just drawn a blank. So I just like to thank a sincere thank just you. Just shot a blank. I just shot a blank out of my Alcock. Thank you, Stuart. <laughs> there's a um, there's a, a place in Western Australia. It's called. It's spelt Cockburn, but it's pronounced Coburn. So maybe he's Alco, which is not good either. Oh, Alco. <laughs> Stuart the Alco. Stuart the Alco. Um, hey, if, if I may have a go at thanking people, would that be okay? That'd be real good. Oh, awesome. Well, um, we did notice on our, when um, we did that live video on Facebook, we had a lot of Connors. A lot of Connors on there. Oh, I think it's our most popular name. It's, I think it seems to be. And one that uh, was definitely active that day and has been a supporter of us for quite a long time, all the way from Santa Monica... <gasps> I want to thank Connor Jamison. Oh, Connor Jamison. He's also a frequent tweeter. Yeah, you're an absolute champ, Connor. Thank you so much for, for all of your support. And I'd also like to thank, again, if I may, um, and this one gives you boys an opportunity to do an accent that I cannot do. Which is? Um, from Somerset in the UK. Somerset. There we go. Somerset. I'm from Somerset. That's not bad. That's not bad. Hello, I'm Michael Kane, and I am not from Somerset, <laughs> as far as I know. <laughs> well, I would like to thank Will White. Oh, wow, that's a cool name. Have a go at saying Will White in a Somerset accent. Will White. <laughs> About it. Will White. Will White. Somerset. Somerset. Will White. Wow, wow. He went Somerset. kind of southern there. Oh, no. Bell. But anyway, thank you so much, Will, uh, for supporting us and being from Somerset. Somerset. You're our number one. You're our number one patron from Som- Somerset. There we go. Do we have time to thank any more? I'm afraid not. <laughs> yeah, Maddie, go on. You have chance. a go. I've had to look up. I've looked this up, and I don't know if this is right, but uh, the pronunciation of this guy's name. I would have, if I was having a crack at it myself, I would have said Iron Geogan. But I've looked it up, and it's actually <laughs> Ian Gagan, so which is quite different. How do you spell Gagan? G e o g h a n. Your teeth clicking when you spell that out. G r r r r r. But isn't that interesting? Wow! How do you get Gagan from that? Is it Geo Geogan? Unless it's one of those joke things that's messing with me. Where's Ian from? He is from... Is that Welsh? Colorado. <laughs> Definitely Colorado Welsh. Springs. So yes yes to the Welsh question. <laughs> Just say yes when I ask, is he Welsh? Don't have to be a smart well, ass. He could well we be... all know Colorado was the capital of Wales. He could well be Welsh. <laughs> yeah, you don't know. We can live in different places. Ian Gagan or Ian Jigan. I reckon in America they will more likely um, pronounce things phonetically, right? Yeah, I think they call him. They probably call him Craig. Ian, yeah. Ian Gagan. Gagan. Oi, Craig. <laughs> Fucking hell, it's Ian Gagan. <laughs> Craig. Gagan. Craig? Gagan. Am I saying that right? No, I'm, so, I'm saying that in Gagan now, maybe. I reckon, all right, I'm going to say Ian Gagan. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, Ian Gagan. you got a sick name. I like it a lot. And Colorado. Rocky Mountain High. Is that what that is? I'm just sure. picturing, I'm picturing moose and I'm picturing... Grizzly bears. Color, and I'm picturing South John Park? Denver. Or is that Denver? No, I'm thinking of Denver. South Park? I'm thinking of South Park. Is that is South Park in Colorado? Yeah. Sick. 
I'd also like to thank Jack Giles. Jack Giles. Or Giles Jack. Jack Giles. Jack Giles. Giles. Jack Giles. Great name. Giles from The Nanny. One of the great... I reckon he's one of the top four or five characters from The Nanny. It's Niles, oh. which is interesting. Yeah, I, was well. say, I was watching The Nanny before I came here today. Mr. And it... Sheffield. Miss Fine. <laughs> Mr. Sheffield. <laughs> it's been a few weeks but we're mentioning The Nanny again. Sasha became we got the a, Nanny. Did you see we, we got a tweet once that said like, um, just because you mentioned it so much, was the nanny a big deal in Australia or something? Uh, <laughs> like, like it wasn't overseas, yes. but it was big here. It's still sh- they still show reruns. It was on they TV this evening when I ate my soup. <laughs> Jack Giles from Essex. Essex. Do, do your Essex. My, the, what's your Essex accent? I don't know. Essex, great name. Cricket. That's a good cricket county, I believe. Essex. The only way is Essex. Is that that's it? Uh, that's Jess a, is shaking her head. They're not that good at cricket. No, I, probably. How would I know? I'm That's just a like, show, oh, though. Matt knows a place based on a sports reference. That's interesting. No, I might be wrong there. That's how she became probably the suck nanny. at cricket. Anyway, what? A, what another? Yeah, the, the, the only way is Essex is a, is a TV yeah. show, uh, a British television soap opera based in Brentwood, England. It shows quote real people in modified situations saying unscripted lines but in a structured way. Oh, that sounds great. Uh, and it stars here in a man called uh, Giles. Jack Giles? Giles Jack. <laughs> oh, interesting. But uh, Jack Giles is actually from Ben Fleet, um, Essex. I'm really sorry to say that um, the ratings have really dropped. For s- 20 series of The Only Way is Essex. No, too many. And it started in 2010. 20 series in that many years. Dave, we really should wrap this up. We're gonna we're about to do our bonus Patreon episode after this. We totally and are. And it is you- pushing towards midnight, so... and. Jess is dying, so it's we really should. If you if you are a, a Patreon supporter, um, this other episode will probably be coming out soon after, right? Mm. When are you going to? Yeah, totally. It? Maybe even before this episode. And it's a Check Dave Patreon. report. It's um, going to be a lot of fun. I've had I had a lot of fun researching this. Also, we um uh we mentioned uh earlier this week that. Um, we are very very close to our Patreon goal. <laughs> Matt's got his regret face going already. Our Patreon goal of $2,000, which means that either Matt or myself are going to get a tattoo. Or we will record a director's commentary on every episode of The Nanny. It's up to you. Those are the three <laughs> options. So oh, I like oh. The Nanny option. <laughs> I don't think we get to no, watch them often. just punking you. You're definitely getting a tattoo on your neck, Matt. One of us is getting a tattoo. So if you... Uh, just wants one, so the people will vote for her. But seriously, I put my hand up and said, yeah, so I, vote, will, yeah, I will get I'll a tattoo at 2000 and then you jumped on the bandwagon. I thought it would be fun. Now you want to jump off the bandwagon. No, I don't want to jump off. I just want the people to vote for you. Yeah, I want people to vote for me too. We'll film it. We'll we'll film. Don't me you want to see Jess getting tattooed? It's, I'm going to be like yeah. so expressive in my face. She's she'll express things, I'll guys, express in things. her face. I'll get a tattoo. Then I'll be. Then all three of us will have tattoos, and I won't be the odd one out all the time. Yeah, so vote for Jess. Thank you. So anyway, yeah, jump on the Patreon. If you would like to, uh, you can support pledge. us. Yeah, you get the bonus episodes if you support us to a certain level, or you get shoutouts. You get all sorts of things, and uh, don't forget to go on YouTube and check out that live episode with Meso. It was a lot of fun. That's on our YouTube channel with all our episodes. Matt's nearly uploaded, uh, I'd say two thirds of all our back catalogs on YouTube now. YouTube.com/slash/do-go-on-pod. Get in contact via Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at do-go-on-pod, or email us. Jess loves emailing. She's on it every single day. Do go on pod at gmail.com if you want to suggest a topic. Honestly, guys, I am checking that email while I'm sitting at work bored. So, like, get in touch. Put a smile on a dial. Yeah. Have a chat. I'm there. I get, we got a really good one from an American 
AFL convert. We did. Yeah. I, we get some really great emails, actually. When we were dri- driving the other day, I wrote him quite a long, tedious reply. I saw that. I saw that today because <laughs> I saw, thanks for the reply, Matt. I said, oh, what did Matt say? And it was like, it was a fucking essay. But it was it was lovely. It was lovely. But um, mine are not essays, but I will touch upon points that you make and have a bit of fun with you. That's real good. You know? What an honour. Anyway. Cool. And finally, if I could just say a little something. Oh. I've noticed a, a lot of people that uh, listen to our show, I ask them how they found the show, and it's a lot of the time they say, a friend put me on to you. So if yeah, you want to ke- if you if you can't afford to help out with the Patreon, totally understand that. But if you want to keep the show going, um, but yes, if you would like us to maybe come to your town, the more people that listen there, the more likely we're going to come there. And uh, the way you can do that is suggest our podcast to a friend that listens to the podcast. Share the love. That's real nice. That would be really Tweet nice if you do that. It. Put a little thing on Facebook and say, "Hey, I love this podcast. You should check it out." We'd appreciate that one million percent. Absolutely. Wow. Out of one million. Well, that's, so that's should, all of them. Could have just said a hundred percent. Yeah. Not as impressive sounding, though. So thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll be back next week with another report. But until then, I will say a goodbye. Laters. Do Mac well done. <laughs> is that anything? It is now. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you.